With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. It is game day. We have a Seahawks game tonight, people. I'm going to get into the Pete Carroll press conference, but I hope you stay tuned to the end of the episode because I I actually owe the listeners of this podcast an apology for something that happened on Friday. And I'm going to get to it before we get there. After a few pretty mundane days at the podium, we got Coach Carroll back in front of the media Friday to cover some critical news before the Raiders game. And maybe the biggest news coming out of Friday is that the Seahawks are beginning to look very thin at tight end. Tyler Mabry came down with a foot sprain this week, and Colby Parkinson, unfortunately, fractured his foot. He re-injured his foot, the foot that he, that he had the problem with before, really right in the same spot. And it was on a play that we, you couldn't even tell. I mean, he didn't do anything sudden or at all. He just, um, he just felt a little something happened in there, and, and uh, he's way better off than he was the first time he got hurt. And, you know, he's getting around and all that kind of stuff. But we were really disappointed because he had, was having a fantastic camp. And uh, we really had had hopes that, you know, he he had a role he could fit in. He was looking like it. Of course, we had to get through the games and all, but he had really sparked really early. And, and uh, so we'll, we'll look forward to him coming back. It's going to be a bit. In positive injury news, Carroll expects both D. Eskridge and Travis Homer to return from the PUP list next week. Yeah, he's going to he's going to we're going to take the wrapping off next week. We're, we're excited to get him back. He looks fantastic in his workouts. If you guys have had a chance to get a glimpse of it, he looks, he looks great. Um, got to make sure before he really gets into full speed action that he's back in, 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 uh, in condition for that. But um, as far as his power and his strength, COD, all that kind of stuff, he's back. And uh, we're really looking forward to that. I say this also, just, excuse me, just because he's worked out right in tandem. If you guys have been watching, uh, Travis Homer is, is at, at that same point, too. Both those guys are, are ready to uh, bounce back next week. In addition to being thin at the tight end spot, the Seahawks have also seen a number of injuries and absences on the offensive line. Here's Pete Carroll talking about the chance Stone Forsyth is getting in place of the currently estranged tackle, Dwayne Brown. Shoot, it's worked out great for him to you know to be uh, in the huddle with Russ and to hear all the stuff and the communications. Um, he's handling it really well. He's handling this this opportunity really well, and and uh, he's gonna well, hopefully we'll make the most of it. We'll see how he does against other people, and and uh, but so far he's he's been. Um, probably better than we could have anticipated this early because he knows his stuff. He's making good calls. He's responding well. And uh, so it's real positive. Aside from Brown, there is, of course, another Seahawks star locked in a contract dispute. Jamal Adams. Carroll was asked, and I don't quite know where this is coming from, but he was asked if there was a chance that Jamal Adams never plays for Seattle again. Oh, I don't, I'm not even thinking about that at all. I don't know. I don't know. I, would, I, I can't even imagine that. Moving on to Saturday's game, and one of the things we're most excited about when it comes to this preseason action is seeing some of the young players that we've been hearing about really through the media and finally getting to watch them for ourselves 
And Coach Carroll also shared the young players that he's going to be watching more closely in Las Vegas. In particular, Stone for sure would be one of the guys. I'm really interested in seeing Daryl Taylor, you know, because he hasn't played yet. Um, that, that, that'll be fun to, to watch him for the first time. And like I've said, he's had such a great prep that um, our expectations are high that he'll, he'll perform well. Um, uh, those, are the, those are probably two guys that stand out the most. And finally, Pete talked about what it's going to be like coaching for the very first time in the brand new Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, then always it's fun to see the stadiums, you know. It's like watching uh, Field of Dreams last night, you know. It's fun to see those stadiums. Uh, there's always something to them and something special. Everyone's unique, you know. And so this one in the middle of all that, everything, uh, as well as the heat and all that, and indoors to see if they can maintain the, you know, temperature control and all that. See if um, see if Grudog can do a little of his own climate climate change efforts there, you know, control a little bit. One last bit of personnel news. DJ Reed is going to be out for Saturday's game, as will Penny Hart and Rashad Penny. The two pennies are expected back next week, and it means that DJ Reed not going to be in the starting lineup. So something to watch to see who starts, if it's Akella Witherspoon and Trey Flowers, or if we're going to get to see Trey Brown in some extended action. Uh, how, the, how the cornerback positions shake up with DJ Reed out of the lineup on Saturday. Going to be lots to watch and react to, so you can be sure that I will be posting a show probably sometime on Sunday. Clinton Bonner and I are talking about doing an episode of Three In, Three Out for you toward the middle of next week, so look forward to that. And yes, I mentioned it off the top of the show. I, I have to address something that happened on Friday because I feel like I owe an apology to those of you who were offended by what happened. There was a clip from the SB Nation NFL show that came up in the feed, and that show was titled, The Seahawks Have the Most Dysfunctional Situation in the League. And here is the most relevant 47 seconds from that episode. Call me on it if you think this is my Niners, you know, homerdom, but I think the mm. Seahawks situation with Jamal Adams and Dwayne Brown is it's just a bad look. I think it's the most dysfunctional situation right now because it involves Adams. It involves Brown and it involves Russell Wilson, who has chimed in in Dwayne Brown's corner now saying that they have to get it fixed, that he looks like a 28 year old out there instead of a 35 year old. Obviously we know he had complained about the offensive line earlier this off season and all the sacks he's taking. Well, if Dwayne Brown is not there, forget it. You are not going to get your wish for a more improved offensive line. I don't like anything happening in Seattle. Pete Carroll's getting snippy when he's asked about Jamal Adams. It's just a bad look in the Pacific Northwest. First of all, great way to promote the national show to Seahawks fans, because this was about 15 seconds into the clip. And I can't help but wonder how many of you ejected out of that episode as soon as stats said, call me on this if it's my Niners homerdom. And beyond that, how many of you listened to that episode and thought, wow, the stats guy really makes a lot of sense. I need to start tuning into this national show. And by the show of hands I'm looking at right now, the answer is zero. Secondly, the most dysfunctional? Things must be going perfectly everywhere else around the league if having two star players in the final year of their contracts who want contract extensions is somehow considered the peak of dysfunction right now. 
Wow. Wow. Two star players wanting to get paid. That almost never happens in the NFL. I mean, are we forgetting everything that happened with Deshaun Watson and the fact that he's actually in training camp down in Houston? Is nobody paying attention to that? Congratulations to the 49ers on fighting through all that dysfunction of getting Fred Warner and Trent Williams their contracts done over the offseason. I really can't imagine being a fan of a team like the 49ers right now and having to try to figure out if my coach is smart enough to start the guy who might actually be good at quarterback over the guy who, you know, is the worst starting quarterback in the division. So, yeah, there's there's absolutely no dysfunction going on down in Santa Clara. Great job, Stats. Uh, you made it twice, back-to-back days, into the show. I think that's all we need to talk about. Subscribe to this show, sbnation.com slash NFL podcasts. Subscribe to the other team shows. Uh, you can find those there, too. And a big thanks to Wilson Khan for helping to produce this episode. You can follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore Khan, C-O-N-N. You can follow me on Twitter at SeahawkersPod. And like I mentioned before, I will be back here. We're going to be talking about the Seahawks game, recapping it, what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. Going to be a lot to talk about through the preseason. So until next time, go Hawks.